astonishing that for some considerable distance around the mold growth, the Staphylococcus colonies were undergoing lysis. What had formerly been a well-grown colony was now a faint shadow of its former self. I was sufficiently interested to pursue the subject. A statement by Alexander Fleming on the discovery of penicillin. Antibiotics are one of the most important reveals in the history of medicine, but antibiotics don't work on viruses, making viral diseases particularly challenging. We have had some antiviral drugs, but there is room for more penicillin-like discoveries in this area. Here me and my guests discuss about antiviral drugs and their mechanism of action and on why vaccines should not be considered the whole sole solution of the current crisis. Welcome to Talking Pandemic. My guest today is a PhD candidate from Redburn Institute of Molecular Life Sciences. She did bachelor's in biotechnology from India, PIT University, and a master's in molecular medicine from Uppsala University. She has also interned in the UK and in Australia. It's with great pleasure that I welcome a very dear friend of mine, Karen Marika Sikwera. Hi, Akshata. Thank you very much for calling me to your show. In this show, we will talk about antivirals. So, Violet, can you please tell us what are antiviral drugs and how do they work? So, as the name sounds, antivirals. So, antiviral drugs are drugs that can help you treat viral infections. And viral infections happen when a virus infects the body and it starts replicating inside the body. That means it keeps dividing and it, bec- it increases in number. So a lot of antiviral drugs, they target this process. It stops the virus from dividing and becoming large in number. And then the body is able to control the virus that is left. So this is the main mechanism of antiviral drugs. It reduces the viral load in the body. Okay. How, how do they do it? So there are multiple ways they can do it. So it's either, so virus, when it tries to replicate inside the body, they use certain proteins by which they can uh, use the human machinery. So it can target those proteins. It, these drugs can also affect the viral RNA that is present, which is the genetic material present in the virus. So there are these kind of these drugs basically affect certain mechanisms that the virus uses to cause, which results in disease in the human body, basically. So they target viral proteins and the genetic material. Yes, there are like different kinds of antivirals that are present for certain diseases like, for example, HIV, herpes, hepatitis B and influenza. And for example, the influenza virus, what it does is that it uh, it comes inside the body and it releases DNA using a particular protein called Matrix 2. So what certain drugs they do is they block this particular matrix to protein. And so these are certain examples, but also there are antiviral drugs against HIV, which have been quite successful. And these are the drugs that people take now because previously antivi- uh, people with HIV had very reduced immunity and they were very easy for them to, it was not very easy to suppress the symptoms of HIV, but now with these antiviral drugs, we can suppress the symptoms of HIV. So yeah, we do have few antiviral drugs that kind of work. And but I have also heard about the HIV. I mean, it is one of the no, it is the only way to to treat HIV. 
in a way uh, the antiviral drugs and the therapy yeah. the antiviral therapy but i have also yeah. uh, read that there are a lot of side effects of such a high dose or i don't know why are there side effects so so the drawbacks or the side effects of virus and why is it so difficult to make a drug against a virus is sort of a, a same mechanism is because a virus is is a very unique kind of uh, organism as you can say it's more like a zombie it is dead but also alive together so if it's for example if the virus is present on your table or in the air it's dead because it does not have a host and the moment it comes into contact in your body and it lives inside your body it becomes alive and it starts sucking on your resources on your proteins to become alive so most of the drugs that we try to target against these viruses will also target you and mm. what happens that's the reason you face these side effects is because these drugs are also hurting you and your body is trying to cope up with these mechanisms so finding an antiviral drug is a very delicate mechanism find the right dosage where you are alive but the virus is killed you mean to say it can affect our proteins and our genetic material as well exactly the drugs that can we that we are targeted against the viruses can also affect us or our own genetic material and proteins and that's why it is very hard to find a good antiviral drug that is very specific and does not have side effects but also a lot of other antibiotics and everything also have side effects but uh, yeah but with antivirals it's even harder to find a good drug because of these reasons okay so coming to the current situation uh, with the with the pandemic going and the yeah. coronavirus being everywhere uh, we have heard a lot about a drug repurposing and some antiviral drugs coming up so what is yeah. actually drug repurposing so as the word repurposing says it means that finding a new purpose for a drug and i will tell you a very uh, interesting story of uh, an example of drug repurposing and then i will go on to explain what exactly drug repurposing is so there was a drug developed for coronary artery disease a disease where there is a lot of accumulation of cholesterol in your arteries and as the drug is called sildenafil it was working very well but they found a very weird side effect in males that the males started getting penile erections and because of that the drug was disqualified and it was kept in a drug bank and all its information was qualified but it was not allowed to reach the market and then years down later people thought of using this drug to treat erectile dysfunction and it's a very popular drug used to treat this erectile dysfunction and you probably know the name it's viagra so viagra was found in a very it was actually found via drug repurposing so basically what drug repurposing is that the basic principle is that a lot of drugs are created for a lot of diseases and you we scientists do a lot of processes to study these drugs you you kind of identify the best chemical structure you kind of using chemistry try to create a drug that is specific and causes less side effects and then you start testing these drugs in cells which is basically human material which you can grow in the lab and then you start proceeding to treat check, checking these in animal models like mice and then we start testing it in human beings using of different phases of clinical trials and this is a very very expensive process and a lot of drugs come and fail at a different stage of a clinical trial for various reasons but sometimes it's not efficacious sometimes it has too many side effects 
but and all this data is then stored in a repository called a drug bank or there are different repositories and you can also classify find out these drugs which were probably safe for human beings but not efficacious for the disease it was being studied and then if you have a particular disease in mind and you know what kind of properties the drug should have you can look into this drug bank and you can check which drugs could be used and this is basically drug repurposing it is a quick way to find out drugs which could be used for your purpose and is known to be safe so what happens is that you can quickly do these tests in cells and mice but they are most likely to run very quick in the clinical trials because they have already proven safe for human use and also i, I would like to highlight somehow I mean, drug. I think could be both natural and synthetic. But here you yes. mentioned that they are made in the lab. So are most antiviral yeah. drugs synthetic or made in the no, lab? No, not not necessarily. That you can also find uh, drugs in uh, in nature, but you kind of have to go through the whole process of extracting these compounds identifying which compounds actually cause this and it depends if the plant is easily accessible and you can produce it from a plant is great otherwise a lot of chem a lot of chemists try to prefer to produce a similar similar molecule synthetically in the lab it depends what is more cost effective i think but i don't think this is the most right answer but this is what i think probably happens mm-hmm. but i'm sure there are lots of natural compounds in nature that is yet to be discovered mm-hmm. okay so talking about synthetic and natural mm-hmm. antiviral drugs if i'm not wrong quinone we call it quinone is used as an antiviral yeah. drug and this is natural yes and hydroxychloroquinone chloroquinone is 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 a modified version but it's synthetic and yes. it is used for malaria yeah it's also so both these two drugs are anti malarial drugs okay. and the reason people tried to so the first trial was hydroxychloroquinone was used in conjunction with an antibiotic and was tested on patients and the reason or the rationale doctors used was because coronavirus patients they have a lot of inflammation in their lungs and chloroquinone can help reduce the inflammation mm-hmm. in the lungs so it was it was tried to use for that reason and not necessarily because it could kill the virus but there is another drug out there uh it's called remdesivir and it was it was uh, developed with an aim to target ebola virus but it was not found super efficacious but it it can inhibit the viral rna and it has been developed by a particular company and the company called gilead life sciences and they they identified that if they use these this drug the viral the virus rna is target i mean the, the patients are affected for 11 days compared to a normal or an untreated patient for which suffers for 15 days while 4 days is not very doesn't sound very statistically convincing mm-hmm. but for people who are high risk population or people who are going to who can die it can make a huge difference to reduce the viral load so that their body can cope up and they can start uh, the body can start coping up and feed the virus that's present in the body so this is a promising drug it is just in a very preliminary stage but i think it is quite promising okay so th- that could be a very good example of drug repurposing if it 
does actually if, come. If it does actually work, yes. And uh, currently I, it is in trials. Yes, the company I think is trying to do more studies on that drug uh, on the date that we are speaking. Yeah. Okay. And there are also other drugs which are being tried, lopinavir and ritonavir. It's uh, these drugs have been tested in South Africa and on a small scale trial, and they have been found to be useful, but Obviously, you need to, this study needs to be done at a more higher scale. Uh, yeah, so there are these, a lot of small studies being popping up where a lot of antiviral drugs are being tried on coronavirus patients and are, and are being checked, uh, create a positive effect, that is they could uh, reduce the virus load in the body of the patients. So let's keep our fingers crossed and I hope in the near future, these some of these repurposed drugs can actually cause a better outcome in patients. And apart from antiviral drugs, what what are the approaches you think we can use? So, so one of the biggest responses that the body uh, is that causes due to the virus entry is the infl- is the inflammation, or that is the immunology, immunological response from the body. So, in the lungs where these viruses are infected, the body recruits a lot of chemicals, and these chemicals are called cytokines. So you can say that the, the whole body is kind of like in the lungs triggers an ambulance and everywhere in the body, it's like these mini ambulances with a lot of chemicals are coming to the, to the lungs. And this causes, it creates, a, it, it creates problem for patients, especially with weak lungs and uh, or people, even though compromised patients. And what we can do is we can try to reduce the, the immunological response of the body by treating with certain drugs so that the so that there's not too much pressure on the lungs basically and the lungs stop you know collapsing so certain and preventing of these recruitment of these cytokines could be another mechanism and one important thing is that uh, basically you can block these uh, chemokine receptors basically these receptors are basically the the end the receiving end of these cytokines and what is good about this is that these drugs most likely will not have side effects because they will be very specific drugs and they can still help the patients cope with the disease. Are they, can they be categorized under anti-inflammatory? Yeah, sort of anti-inflammatory drugs, yes. Okay, so coming to the last question, I wanted to ask you as a person with specialization in molecular medicine, which approach do you support more? preventing a viral disease like this or developing a treatment option using drugs and preventing it using vaccine. Yeah. It's like asking someone who's trying to lose weight, should they exercise or should they diet? And I think the answer is you should keep trying both right now because uh-huh. we don't have a proper answer. We have to keep pushing both the approaches that we have. A vaccine is an ideal situation, but a vaccine, developing a proper vaccine takes a lot of time and a lot of trials and it is quite hard to vaccinate such a large population in a short time and we know with certain diseases you need to take vaccinations repeatedly so there are a lot of things that we are not we do not know about how a vaccine will develop and how it will work but the benefits of taking a drug is that it can help the body cope up with the symptoms and it will reduce the death rate. So it will not stop people from getting coronavirus, which maybe is the more bigger aim that we wish, which we can only get, which we can only achieve with the help of a good vaccine, but to prevent the number of deaths 
to help people lead a better life because for example you know if we if we can we can develop a good antiviral drug it will reduce the impact of the virus in our body and a lot of studies are being done to understand what is the impact of people who have suffered from coronavirus and recovered from it we do not know what is the impact on their lungs we do not know what are the how it has affected their body for their long term life so if we find a good drug that can help minimize these minimize the impact of the virus while it is inside the body it is also very useful so i think it's the drugs will help you in the short term and help and a vaccine will help you in the long term and i think scientists everywhere are trying to pursue this, are trying to pursue both these goals and they both are necessary in the future yeah also if i may ask you what are you currently yeah. working on unfortunately i am not working on coronavirus though uh, a study was performed in the lab in which i work in collaboration with another lab where we tried to test the effect of hydroxychloroquine on and we found that it did, it was not efficacious and it is uh, published as a preprint but it it's yeah but i think right now people know that hydroxychloroquine on is not very useful and it's old i basically work on epigenetics and epigenetics is basically trying to understand the basically our dna or our genetic material has certain kinds of dec- what you can call decorations on it and these decorations are removed and put on like for example when you have pestilences your houses you put up lights indicating that it's it signifies an event so our body also recruits these marks and removes these marks or genetic material removes these marks as it is necessary and i try to understand what is happening you have these marks in your dna and what does it mean here yeah. and what approaches do you use for it so mostly i work using proteomics so proteomics okay. is a field where you identify a whole lot of proteins using a particular machine called the mass spectrometry which is also very unique it it, it is a podcast on its own <laughs> talking about mass spectrometry yeah so i work on a lot of proteins and trying to understand what the different proteins or a particular protein functions in your body so i hope i can invite you in the future to tell more oh definitely okay valen thank you so much yeah. for coming to the show it was really nice and we got to know a lot about antivirus thank you very much for welcoming into your show communication other personal precautions and an effective antiviral drug can provide us with a strong shield against the current SARS coronavirus i hope you enjoyed the discussion and would love to hear back from you the email address is mentioned in the description